Welcome to episode 64 of the Amanda Wagner podcast, the place for fiercely ambitious entrepreneurs and leaders who want to get off the sidelines, build a legacy, and claim their spotlight. In this episode, we talk about some of the things we experience as threats, whether they're real or perceived. We detail the emotional responses that we have to some of these threats. And we provide a way to take our perception of these threats as an opportunity to kick ass and get really clear on our value. I'm Amanda Wagner, a business strategist, coach, and professional speaker. And I'm Liz Pittman, a digital communications specialist. The Amanda Wagner podcast is the place for ambitious leaders and entrepreneurs who are done shopping for shortcuts, no longer waiting for an invitation to do what they want, and are ready to claim their spotlight. On this podcast, we talk about the challenges and triumphs of ambition and bravery, living thoughtfully and strategically in a noisy world, and share our experiences as entrepreneurs with big ambition. Last week, someone on Instagram asked me what tool we use to create the graphics for the podcast. If you've seen us on Instagram at the Amanda Wagner, you will see that during podcast week, there's this beautiful graphic with this line that shows up and it captions the post and you can see the sort of speaking nature of it. And I get asked all the time, how do we create these? This is information we've given out before. We get asked often. It is one of the tools in Liz's toolbox, and I will not keep you in suspense for longer. It is called Headliner. It is a free app that anybody has access to. So even though we've been asked before, and we've shared before, every time I get this request, I still have a brief moment of, oh no, is somebody copying me? If I give up the name of this app, are they all of a sudden going to take over what I do? If they start doing it, will our graphics look old and boring and not cool anymore? Should I keep this a secret so that we are the only people using Headliner? And the ultimate irony is that I am the person who says, don't ask, don't get. So imagine my conflict. I am glad this person asked. In fact, if she was a client who expressed that she liked this tool and wanted to know more, I would have encouraged her to ask the person using it. But somehow I felt threatened. I felt like if I shared, I was somehow giving away a secret. I was somehow giving away the keys to something that made us special or made us unique and that all of a sudden our Instagram was going to be less sexy, less less cool, and not be as dynamic or engaging as it could be. And then I remembered Headliner is a free app that everyone has access to. We are not the first or last people to find it or use it. And while it makes great graphics, it is not what makes or breaks what we are putting out into the world. What's important here is that all of these thoughts happened within about three and a half seconds. It was a very quick turnaround from, oh my God, I'm threatened. She's stealing everything we're good at to hang on a second. We don't own this app to wait a second. Even if somebody else uses this app, it's not exclusive to us. It doesn't take away from what we're doing. And that final piece, which is like, duh, Amanda, we have no rights to keeping this a secret. This isn't ours. I went from how dare you to, I'm glad she asked to, so do I share or not? And finally to, of course I share. It's not a free app that makes me different. It happened so instantly. 
And I wanted to explore this because it's not the first time it happened. So to be clear, I am not mad at this person. I'm not upset. I'm not annoyed. In fact, I'm really glad she asked, number one, because don't ask, don't get. But number two, because I was in a position where I was ripe to pay attention to how this felt. And I am delighted to get to share it here and have a really explicit conversation about some of the ways we feel threatened. Liz, please tell me I am not alone. Have you experienced this roller coaster of emotions when you have felt threatened by something in your business or in your leadership? Absolutely. I think that roller coaster is to some extent human nature, whether or not it's a real threat, whatever a real threat means to you, your body, your brain, I think have this really quick reaction. I've definitely gone through this and you're right. It absolutely 100% is a roller coaster that happens so, so, so quickly. And it feels so personal. It happens quickly. And it's like, I can't, I can't believe somebody would dare ask that. What look how ballsy of them. And then it's like, no, I'm just asking a question to use this tool. In reality, the reason I say it's a perceived threat is because it feels really bad in the beginning. But then when we stop and think about it, it's actually really neutral. Somebody's just asking a question. And I I think of people who are really particular about somebody copying their clothing or their style. I'm the type of person who, if you ask me what I'm wearing, I'm the first person to say, here's where it's from. This is the best place to get it. This is the size I'm wearing. Try here. But there are some people who are incredibly protective And if you were to compliment their outfit or something in their home, they would get really cagey and just say like, oh, thank you. I know uh, there is a friend of mine who had an encounter with a person and really liked the coffee that they were serving at their home and said, this coffee is delicious. Can you tell me about it? And this person got incredibly cagey and just started talking about how the actual coffee beans were roasted and how this is a local shop and how it's so special and they're from here, but never actually named the type of coffee as though somebody else buying and brewing the same coffee was a threat to their own coffee consumption. So this sounds absolutely ludicrous when we bring it down to something like the coffee that you serve in your home. And I will tell you that this friend of mine who had this encounter, this was a big ass red flag of like, do I want to be friends with somebody that is that cagey about something like coffee? But it's worthwhile exploring in other ways that we might feel threatened. And that's really where we start today's conversation, looking at these threats. Liz, you hit the nail on the head, whether it's real or perceived, our bodies respond, right? Our brains respond. We can't always explain why something feels the way it does, but we know that having this response can hold us back. So my questions, I I started to explore this and think that if I'm feeling this, there has to be somebody else who is. And I happen to know from some of the clients that I work with that I am not alone in feeling like these things are threats. Some of the questions that I will ask to clients and had to ask to myself in the case of Headliner, is the free app really what makes our Instagram posts different? Is taking the same course as somebody else really a threat to your business or to what you can create? To get really specific and really personal, 
is having the same business coach as someone else going to mean you get the same advice? I've had this question before. I've been very open that I work with a lot of photographers and designers and creatives. And I had a designer at one point say, I know you've worked with this designer and you helped them build their own store where they could sell their products. And I don't want to build my own store. So are you going to give me that advice and feedback? And it was an opportunity for me to go, hell no, this isn't one size fits all. Of course, I customize things to what you want, but I can see how that might feel like a threat. In fact, for me, when I hired my business coach, I very strategically hired somebody outside of my city and province. So clearly there was a threat there. And then of course, let's speak from Liz's industry is having the same social media manager going to mean that your digital strategy looks the same as everyone else's, that you have the same posting schedule or the same style of posts and reels and stories. Probably not. When I list them like this, I have a feeling that you're listening along and going, oh yeah, that is kind of dumb. That doesn't make sense. Of course not. But we are threatened by competition so damn quickly. And I think we forget that this kind of competition can actually fuel us, give us clarity on what matters, and take us back to the root of our value. Now, when I say we can use competition to fuel us, I don't mean that I'm going to look at what somebody else is doing and go, oh, you took the same course as me? Well, I'm going to do it better and faster and so much more amazing than you and you suck. It's not about putting the other person down. It's about me really looking at how do I want to use this course content? How do we use Headliner for our Instagram graphics? And for the record, when I say, how do we use headliner? I mean, how does Liz use headliner? Because she is the Instagram master, not me. And I will also put the link to headliner in the show notes for anybody who wants to use it for themselves. I think we're at that point now where I'll just toss it in there. A hundred percent. It is absolutely worth it. I wish we were on commission for headliner, seeing as I've talked about it so often. Man, I wish I could share that delicious coffee, but that person was so cagey that I couldn't share that either. Um, But this question of, of what we share and how we engage with people, we get to choose is this a real threat or is this something that we have perceived? I think when it comes to the competition piece and thinking about the root of our value, there are so many people on the internet that are talking about collaboration over competition, right? This sounds really great. and It's the thing to say. And I don't think there are a lot of people who are outwardly speaking out and saying, no, competition is the only way. Collaboration is for suckers. But what I find is we have a lot of people who say collaboration over competition, but don't actually believe it. And even worse, don't actually demonstrate it. So before we talk about taking these threats and seeing them as opportunities, Liz, what's your experience of feeling threatened in your business or as an employee? I've had instances in my business now and when I worked for someone else, for sure. I think back to jobs I've had where I was the person who had that skill, whatever that skill was. One particular thing that was all mine, that people came to me for answers on a certain subject or they needed support on a certain thing. And then a new hire comes in 
and oh my God, they can do it too. Oh, the ah, eventually. I feel threatened right now. Right, right. It's like this, this new person waltzes in and their hair shinier and they're smarter. Eventually you realize it's a good thing to have somebody else that can do this too. Cause maybe you free up time because people aren't coming to you to ask the question all the time. But there is that instance where they show up and you're like, oh shit, they're about to show me up. They know how to do this and they're going to do this thing better than I do it. Absolutely. I felt that way. Absolutely. And here's the interesting thing. It's kind of like, so what if they do it better than you? Maybe you do something else better. Maybe this frees up your time to do something different. When I was a teacher, I remember my assistant principal talking about how everyone was replaceable and how I fought with him to say that this wasn't true. I'm like, no, that is not true. I am not replaceable. Nobody will do something the way that I do it. And even if it's true that nobody will do something exactly as I do, it doesn't mean that I'm the only person who can fulfill this role. So it's, I'm glad to hear that it's not just me who's feeling this in these instances. And again, I know there are many because not only have I experienced them, but I have clients who experience them. Somebody the other day asked me for my, the name of my business coach. And instantly I was like, oh, okay. Well, I actually don't want you to work with them because I want to be the only person who works with them. And if we're in a group setting, I want anonymity. And what if you know my deepest, darkest secrets and then you use them against me? I took this down, this 10-step process, creating a problem that didn't exist when this person simply wanted to know my name or to know the name of my business coach. For the record, I work with Coach Jenny. She is very easy to find. She is fabulous. So again, I'm also in doing this episode, trying to name things so that I don't become one of these cagey people. I think this also links back to the conversation we had quite a few months ago. I will include the link in the show notes about idea hoarding. I think that there is a bit of a link here with some of the things that we're bringing up is that some of our strengths, some of our really good stuff, when someone comes in and asks a question about it, we're threatened. But I think there is also power in sharing some of those things because that, that makes us better as well. I also think there's something to be said for having shared something and being burnt because I think you have an opportunity to choose how you respond to that. I have a specific case here. Liz and I had just started the podcast or had just recorded for the first time. And I remember going for lunch with somebody who I now consider my frenemy, which is wonderfully petty and uh, also not a real thing, but we, we had lunch and this person was asking, so what tool are you using to record and how are you making sure that this gets published, uh, to all different apps? Like, how do you make sure it goes to Spotify and, and Apple podcasts and Amazon at the same time and asked all these questions. And I kept being really open about it because people had shared with me what they use. So we use an, uh, platform called Transistor. And that means that when Liz uploads the episode to Transistor, it goes to all the platforms link. I I can see Liz writing this down now to put it in the show notes. If we have any fellow podcasters that are interested, use this tool because it's not this tool that makes us good podcasters. It's not this tool that helps us 
be consistent and record and produce something every two weeks. It's not this app that makes us grow our following. And yet when I shared all of this with this person who at the time also had their own podcast, I asked them, I said, oh, what are you using? What are the tools that are helping you grow your podcast? And they said, oh, you know, the standard ones. I'm pausing because I'm still flabbergasted by this. But it was one of those times where I shared openly and made an effort to, to try this collaboration. Use what I'm using. Let me tell you what's great about it. Let me tell you about the free version versus the paid version and all that kind of stuff. And this person responded with caginess. They weren't willing to share, which on reflection, I think says more about them than it does about me because I have been burnt before. And if somebody asked me what we use to post the podcast, I will still tell them. In fact, I'll send you a freaking referral code. If it gets you 15% off, take it. Because I have such a strong sense of what we are doing that that threat lasts for that three and a half seconds and then it's dissolved. So even though I feel it, I know how icky it feels, I can talk myself out of it and go, hang on a second. Transistor is not what makes our podcast good. Headliner is not what makes our Instagram amazing. These are just the tools. So I think the the ultimate challenge that we're talking about here is how do we see this threat, experience it for three and a half seconds, and then if we want to, turn it into an opportunity. There might be people who have this experience like I have where they get quote unquote burnt by somebody who's unwilling to share and they go, forget it, I'm never sharing again. Fine, that's absolutely up to you if that's the decision you wanna make. For me, that's just not how I wanna live my life. I don't want to live my life being cagey and having to hide things and being so threatened by something like a free app that I will instead be quiet and cagey about and and potentially compromise my own reputation as being somebody who wants to be open. And if I say collaboration over competition, I sure as hell better prove it. So three things that I have done and continue to do to turn this threat into an experience of an opportunity. First is to step back and consider if somebody else used the same tool hired the same person, took the same course, or exists in the same industry, what's the worst case scenario? So somebody else uses Headliner. Their graphics are a black and gray gradient with yellow, and they put them out on Instagram. Is that going to tank my business? Probably not. The worst case scenario is that I notice it and go, bitch, you're copying me. And that's the end. And even then, how likely is the worst case scenario? Pretty unlikely. So from Liz's perspective, can you talk me through the worst case scenario of somebody hiring a social media manager or telling the name of their social media manager? What's the worst case there? That maybe one or two posts might have a similar theme, but also that's really probably unlikely because you have to have the exact same business in the exact same city in the exact same industry. So many stars would have to align for that to even be possible that it's really even 
it's even tricky to imagine it happening. Right. And I think when it comes to hiring people, if you're hiring the right people, they are not putting a one size fits all solution. There is something about hiring a human being instead of downloading a template of like a hundred ways to have great content from June 1st to June 30th, download your social media calendar. That's really different than working with a person who's an expert. You are nodding so heavily right now. I could (laughs) not be nodding my head more. I'm going to give myself a headache. Yeah, I just, I, (laughs) I see, especially on Instagram, like everyone is a, is a content creator expert social media digital communicator like everyone seems to think that they're an expert and in some cases maybe they are but in some cases it's you know go to my bio to download this template for $16 a month to have your content ideas pre-planned for you and it just I shrivel a little bit every time I see those because that's just not how it works you know and um, it's just frustrating right and when you get some of those then all of a sudden everyone is posting about National Donut Day on Friday. And then on Saturday, everyone has the same call to action. And every Monday at nine o'clock in the morning, we're all posting pictures of our coffee mugs. It also gets boring. So I think stepping back and and having a, a real think about how likely is it that everything's going to be the same is a good one. Liz, you had something you wanted to add. No, I was just going to bitch more. That's fine. Oh, please, please. I want to hear it. No, it's fine. All right. Will you tell me later? Okay. She nodded. Yes. All right. Uh, The second thing that I have done to take a threat and turn it into an opportunity is to go back to basics and get really clear on what you offer that has to do with you. What have you infused with it to make it different, unique, to bring something to the table that not everybody else can? And note that this doesn't have to be a direct comparison. It doesn't have to be, is one of you doing it better? I don't have to put somebody else down to make my stuff seem better. It would be really easy for me to look at this person and say, oh, cool, we're both going to use headliner, but your business sucks. That's not true. In fact, we're marketing to totally different people. We offer absolutely different things. So more than anything, When I go back to basics and think about what I do, it's not about putting this person down in an unjust way. It's a reminder of my own skills, my own approach and building my own confidence in what I bring to the table. So for instance, I I hear this a lot when it comes to courses because I've heard somebody say, oh, I just posted about this great course that I'm taking on Instagram. And all of a sudden, somebody in my industry is now following that person on Instagram or they're now signed up for the same course. And I'm like, great, you're going to use that material differently. You're going to apply it in different ways. We don't get to hoard that information. And frankly, if you wanna hoard it, then don't post about it. But it's drilling back into that, the way that I use this content, the way that I work with a professional, the way that I think about using this tool, this app, this person, is different than how everybody else will. And that's where the value comes in. So the third way that I take any sort of threat and turn it into an opportunity is to ask myself how this is a chance to lean into my value and communicate that value so that it isn't a threat. Part of it is so that I'm not stewing in my own feelings, 
But really, it's an opportunity for me to get even clearer about what I do, why it matters, how I'm different, and why people should hire me or work with me. It doesn't mean that they can't or shouldn't work with this other person. It means that I have an opportunity to double down, get really clear, and reassure myself that this little thing, this tool, this app, this course, this person, this strategy, this download is a little thing. Even if it feels big and like a threat for three and a half seconds, it probably isn't. Now, communicating value is one of my jams, helping people dig into what is the actual value that you create gets me fired up. I do entire workshops on it. And in the next episode, we are going to talk specifically about ways to communicate your value, why it matters. So this is your prompt. Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast to be notified in two weeks when that one launches. And interestingly, I had to think about whether I wanted this to be a topic or not because, and I'm being very honest and vulnerable here. I'm like, I talk about these things in my paid speaking gigs and in my paid workshops. Should I be sharing it on the podcast for free? So I'm going to talk about that in the next episode and how I work through it and give some examples. Um, If you are a friend of the podcast, you know that I am not above pettiness. You heard me call someone a frenemy today. Uh, Sometimes a threat is really a threat. And that's okay. So if there is something that you feel as a real threat, somebody is looking to... uh, take something from your business or replicate or copy or infringe on your actual property, your intellectual property, those threats do in fact exist. We do not have to give everything the benefit of the doubt if we don't want to. What I'm saying here is let's take a second and assess that threat because there are many things that come up that I think we imagine are real and aren't. And I think if we can pull back, not get our back up about it as much or for as long, we can move forward and actually lean into our value, our own confidence, and realize that what makes you different has nothing to do with your tools, your courses, the letters behind your name. It is absolutely something different. As you finish up this episode, I would love for you to consider what is something that you have perceived as a threat Maybe it's somebody following the person that you're following, somebody hiring the person that you hired or using tools that other people use and take a second and figure out, is this truly a threat or can it be an opportunity for you to speak to your own value? Like I mentioned on our next episode of the podcast, we are going to be talking more about value and these episodes tie together beautifully. So I can't wait to put that one out. What I will tell you for now, uh, we are recording this at the end of June, 2022. And as you know, I take July off. So I will be off for the next month. I am absolutely delighted by it. So my hope is that as you hear this episode, you are fired up for the summer. And I will tell you that this fall, I am looking for and booking speaking gigs for late 2022 and early 2023. I will be back in August and September, fired up and ready to go. So if you know any conference events or companies looking for an engaging speaker to present big ideas like 
creating value and communicating it, increasing impact, setting and achieving goals, or selling and marketing in thoughtful, creative ways, your audience of ambitious people need me. This is what I do. I help people get off the sidelines. So check out theamandawagner.com for some of my core topics and fill out that contact form if you have any ideas of where you should see me on stage. And if you are curious about how to make your social media channels better and you want to avoid downloading a template and having the same content as everyone else on your feed, please reach out to me. You can connect with me on Instagram at Liz Pittman or go to my website, LizPittman.com. A big thank you to the person who asked about the headliner app. This fascinating exploration and the following conversation could not have happened without you. I am also proud to say that I have definitely referred other people to you because of your expertise. So if you are listening, please know how much I appreciate you asking because this is a great opportunity to remind people that if you don't ask, you don't get. In our next episode, we will dig deeper into value, why you need to know the value you offer, some of the best ways to communicate it to others. And we're going to share some of the creative examples that we have seen on how to do this. Plus, I will share my favorite question and why this two word or three word question can be a game changer in your business and for the way you communicate with others. We will be back in two weeks with that episode. Until then, we will see you on the internet. I'm thinking about how you said the people who like, if you don't want to download a template, how many people, myself included, have downloaded that template, looked at it for a second, but never actually used it? Oh, so many. Or it showed up as like a zipped folder and they never bothered to unzip it. (laughs) 100%. It was like, I want this because it's free, but I'm not actually going to use it. So I think that's another piece that's fascinating. It's like, hire Liz because she's amazing and can do all these things. But also, bitch, I know you have that content calendar downloaded and you have never opened that file. You opened it in January and it is now July. January 2018.